The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is with us. And you know, Kathy and I, between us, have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We always want to bring you cutting-edge guests, people that can give you a few tips to help you and your team perform a little bit better. So today we have Mirabai Bush. And let me tell you a little bit about Mirabai, then we'll bring her on in a, in a couple minutes. And we have some questions that we want to um, have her give us some answers to and some tips you know, to help you. So let me tell you about Mirabai. She was the co-founder of the Center of Contemplative Mind in Society and served as the executive director there until 2008. Under her direction, the center developed its programs in education, law, business, and activism, and its network of thousands of people integrating contemplative practice and perspective into their lives. She holds a unique background as an organizational management, in organizational management and teaching and spiritual practice. She's a founding board member of the SIVA Foundation, an international public health organization. She's also directed the SIVA Guatemala Project, which supports sustainable agriculture and integrated community development. So as you can hear, she's got a a wealth of experience. At SIVA, she also co-developed Sustaining uh, Compassion, Sustaining the Earth, and a series of retreats and events for grassroots environmental activists on the interconnection of spirit and action. She's a co-author with Ram Dass of the book Compassion in Action, Setting Out on the Path of Service. She's also organized, facilitated, and taught workshops, weekends, and courses on the spirit and action for more than 20 years at institutions including uh, Omega Institute, Naropa Institute, Finhorn, the Zen uh, Mountain Monastery, San Francisco Zen Center, Buddhist Study Center uh, in Massachusetts, Insight Meditation Center, and Lama Foundation. She has a new CD program that both Kathy and I have listened to uh, put out by More Than Sound called Working with Mindfulness. Morethansound.net is where you can get that, www.morethansound.net. Offers exercises from the the workplace that she taught at Google, at Hearst, and the Fetzer Institute. So we're going to bring her on in just a minute um, and kind of hear about how she's integrating some of this mindfulness work into the workday. What are some of the things that you can do to be a top performer? And let me introduce Kathy. We'll bring her on. Kathy, as you know, Dr. Kathy Greenberg 
helps uh, executives and their entire organization into her proven happiness equals profit work-life strategies. Kathy's been named the first lady of happiness by ABC TV. <laughs> she has authored multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know and also What Happy Working Mothers Know. And we're really excited that Kathy has Fearless Leaders that's about ready to come out at the top of the new year. Kathy and I will have some shows dedicated specifically to that. She has a free iPhone app called um, Your Happiness Now. And you can get more from Kathy from her website um, or the shared website that we have, www.excelinstitute.com. And also, Kathy, it's Fearless Leaders. Dot com is that right? That's right. And welcome, Kathy. And maybe you can say a Thank little more you, about really. that. And... It's you know, it's always a pleasure to be here. And today I'm like a kid on you know over the holidays. <laughs> I'm going to actually be talking with one of the experts in this whole mindfulness area that you and I are so excited about. And I can't wait to bring Mirabai on. So I don't want to waste too much more time. Sure. But I want to make sure that everybody in our audience really knows who you are and why you are my co-host on this radio show. And we've been doing this now, what, five years? I think longer. Five years. I think we've got, what, we're in 27 countries and 126 cities and something like 95,000 downloads per show. And I'm so excited. I, I just want to get going. So for okay, those good. of you who are listening, Dr. Relly Nadler uh, is not only my friend and my colleague, but he is a master level certified executive coach, and he's a psychologist and a team trainer, and I could go on and on. But really what's most exciting about Relly is that he is one of the best and one of the most, uh, I want to say, um, easy, I'll say easy to Use how's that really easy to use? Experts. I'm user friendly. <laughs> You're user friendly on emotional intelligence, and as you know, um, Dr. Relly Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides all of us with hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across any industry, including yourself. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for free downloads to access your best performance. And, uh, of course, he has his free iApp called Leadership Keys, which you can get um, at the iTunes store. And, of course, both of us have um, so many free tools that we give away all the time at our website, excelinstitute.com. We'd love to hear from you. So, Riley, uh, just before we bring Mirbai on, is there anything you want to tell our audience about leadership development news and our focus on mindfulness and fearlessness and consciousness? Sure. I'm just going to say just a quick thing. You know, the reason that we have this, uh, 40% of organizations today say they do not have enough next-level leaders. And so one area is really around high-performing, but this, uh, the mindfulness that's just a buzz, and we're so happy to have Mirabai, really one of the pioneers, founders, falls into the self-management uh, aspects of how do you manage yourself and how do you stay kind of that corporate athlete and how do you stay focused and how do you get clarity of mind so you can be a great leader. So, Kath, I think that's all I want to say. Okay. Well, well, you know, um, I just want to make sure that everybody who's going to be listening uh, realizes that being mindful um, is, a, is a new science. It's a very, I want to say, um, it's a, a very 
consistent and mature practice that people can learn to do. And hopefully in today's show, we'll teach you more tips and tools to be your best using the new science of mindfulness. So welcome to the show, Mirabai. Thank you. I love being here. <laughs> it's nice to hear you both. Okay, good. We're we're really excited, and I've I've listened to I've seen some of your videos. I've listened to your CD, working with mindfulness CD. So we want to just pick your brain. Some of the stuff, Kathy and I know, but we really want our audience to to kind of hear uh, some of your expertise. So let's just start with kind of the basics. You know, um, why don't you give us a brief overview or just definition of mindfulness? You know what you know what that means and how you define that. Sure. Um, well, you just said that science, that mindfulness is a new science, and there is a, there is new science of mindfulness in that um, many people, including Richie Davidson at the University of Wisconsin, are, are studying mindfulness and its effect on the brain, and that's one of the reasons why it has really entered the mainstream and the corporate mainstream for sure. Um, but it's really an ancient practice, and um, there are mindfulness kinds of practices in all. Um, in all um, religious, spiritual, and, and psychological traditions um, mm-hmm. throughout the world. And so, but we've distilled the essence of it now because, at this time because it's so, um, it's so useful um, in the culture that we're living in now. So it's, it's both a process but there is a practice of mindfulness that you do. And it's also an outcome, which is mindful awareness, a way of being in the world. And it mm. begins with just um, simply paying attention with care and respect. We all pay attention, of course, but this is a, um, a more refined, more focused way of paying attention, and that includes care and respect for what you're attending to. And... Um, okay. I I do love what you're saying, Mirabai. As as you talk a little bit about um, this useful ancient practice of mindful awareness, maybe you can tell us all a little bit about how you got interested and involved in mindfulness and perhaps who are are some of the major influences on your thinking? Uh, Well, uh, it's a long story. short version is many years ago, I um, happened to go to India, and there I um, took, I happened to hear about the first uh, course in mindfulness being taught for Westerners by a Burmese teacher, Mm -hmm. and um, I thought, well, you know, I didn't really go there to find meditation. I went, I was kind of traveling around the world. Uh, searching for the meaning of life. So I, um, but I thought, well, I guess I should go. I'm in India. And I went and I learned these practices. And uh, it was um, my way of seeing and being in the world just shifted. And it just made so much more sense. And I was so much happier that um, I stayed in India for two years that time. And then when I came home, I uh, really wanted to, it was uh, only 1972. So uh, very few people in this country had were doing anything like meditation. And, um, but, uh, and I came back and uh, with my then husband, we, I had a child then, and we needed, 
needed to create some kind of livelihood. We didn't want to go back to what we'd been doing before teaching the university, and we started a business. And in the business, we started introducing mindfulness and related things. And um, the business became quite successful, and it lasted into the 80s. And um, here's an interesting thing. We had 65 employees, and they many of them still today have annual um, uh, reunions because they all say it was the best job they ever had. So that made me think that um, that it might be important to look at ways in which um, these practices could be introduced into um, mainstream secular uh, organizations. Well, Mirabai, what's, what's so uh, great about this is just, and I'm sure this didn't happen when you, you got involved, but being one of the pioneers, and I, I heard your interview with with Dan Goldman, who we interviewed uh-huh. last week, and that you two met in India. You know, about, mm. about, I'll tell about you a time. secret. Yeah, it won't be a secret after ninety five thousand people be. downloaded. <laughs> right, but um, Danny, when we came back from India, um, Dan and I and our spouses and a few other people uh, lived together on a farm in Canada, and Danny and I delivered each other's babies at home. So we are very, very deeply bonded. (laughs) And so all his work in emotional intelligence, of course, influenced the work that I was doing as well. So. That's, that's amazing. Isn't that a great story? Oh, good. that's a great story. It now, is. Now that, know, secret, that secret is out. The secret is out, but I'm also going to say the secret is something we can learn more about when we come back. Okay. <laughs> right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Don't go away. We're talking to Mirabai Bush. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Leadership Development News. We're just underway with a really uh, stimulating conversation with Mirabai Bush. She has a great CD on working with mindfulness uh, on morethansound.net. And so, Mirabai, I wanted to talk about, you know, this has been um, a process. We talk about mindfulness. I mentioned that I've been doing it since 74. It's been going on for forever. And why do you think it's such a fundamental skill today in today's, you know, for today's leaders? And then we'll talk about some of the things that you've done with some of the key organizations like Google. But why do you think it's, it's you know, in the catching on? I just read something by John Kabat-Zinn, 2005, there were 150 articles on mindfulness. Oh, in, 2000, yeah. in 2013, there's 1,500 articles on mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's your take on it? Well, uh First of all, I, I want to say out loud John's uh, definition of mindfulness, which is very helpful. The awareness that arises by paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. And, you know, obviously anybody can do it. And at the same it's very simple, and, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing about mindfulness. Um, why do I think it's important now? It's um, because uh, because we know that we're all we're all on overload. We're all pressured to perform. There's so much information. We're distracted. We um, uh, it's that um, onslaught of information and calls for our attention keep us from having good face-to-face relationships, good emotional intelligence, or being able to um, act on emotional intelligence. Um, And um, all of that creates anxiety. And of course, that translates into decreased efficiency and problems with attention at work and impulsive behaviors and depression and sleep difficulties and uh, social struggles. Just um, all of that. I mean, you could say that at any time in history, some version of these things was present, but we all know that it's so accelerated now. And mindfulness just gets us to slow down, be in the moment where in the moment everything is fine. 
And if we can just um, be there, even for a few moments sometimes, it really shifts things for us and allows us to um, to set priorities. It doesn't doesn't slow you down always. It doesn't always in itself make you happy, but it helps you get more clear so that you can mm-hmm. figure out which, you know, which of the many demands on you it's important to pay attention to now. Mirabai, when you um when you created uh your your CD mm-hmm. uh with more than sound which I've listened to and I've enjoyed with my daughter who's an entrepreneur starting her own business who's suffering from all of the things you just described. Uh, you know, I think about how important it is for our young aspiring entrepreneurs who have so much information coming at them through yeah. social media and the internet. You know, our our good friend Warren Bennis once said it's like putting a pot on your head and beating it with a spoon oh, and trying to hear a conversation through the din, you know? Yeah. So as as we listen to your CDs, there is a magic to what you what you provide in your mindfulness teaching. So tell us a little bit about the magic that you created at Google with their Search Inside Yourself curriculum. <laughs> um, well, here's a Google story. They, um, you know, most often um, companies and organizations and people look to mindfulness these days because they're hoping that it will reduce stress. And it does, and it's really important, and that has all kinds of positive benefits. Um, so at Google, we first, um, there wasn't uh, one of the um, first engineers at Google, uh, when they went public, or none of those guys ever had to work again. So, um, But Google told them they could stay around if they wanted to. <laughs> and um, if, they could, if they could do something beneficial for the company. And this one uh, friend, Chade uh, Meng Tan, usually called Meng, um, he... Uh, was a brilliant engineer, but he didn't need to do that anymore. And so he had wanted for a while to bring mindfulness into uh, Google. He thought it would be really helpful. And so he offered MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, and um, nobody signed up. And then uh, then someone encouraged him to call me, which he did. And uh, we were we had great chemistry immediately. And so we started looking um, around at Google to see who was there and why wouldn't they want it. It turned out that they either thought they had the best job in the world so they couldn't possibly be stressed, or they thought that stress was good because it got them to the top of their class at Stanford, or they thought that stress was not cool and they shouldn't admit that they were stressed. Hmm. So uh, interesting, huh? It hadn't come up anywhere else. So uh, then we looked around at, you know, who's here? And as you probably know, there's, they're all young, they're really smart, they're really competitive, and they have been, they've gone to the best schools, and they've, and they've been in front of their screens most of their lives. So what they've, they've got in um, incredible skills for creating algorithms, but they, um, or for posting, <laughs> I heard today that they own YouTube, you know. YouTube, at YouTube, there are 100 hours of content posted every minute. Wow. <laughs> so um, they, uh, but they've been in front of their screens their whole, pretty much their whole lives because they're so young. So um, what do they need? They really needed um, 
uh, all the factors of emotional intelligence. They needed self-awareness and awareness of others oh. um, because they had just foregone that as they pursued the algorithms. Also, there, there, it's about one. This is rough, but it's about one third Indian, one third Chinese, and one third everybody else. And so there are all kinds of cultural differences that need to be overcome in relationship. Uh, people need to slow down and listen to each other uh, to hear what they're really saying because they're, the cultural difference is laid on top of everything else. So um, we decided, so that's when we brought in Danny Goleman. And um, we, yeah. yeah. So how do you, you know, you could, you could have came up with so many different, you know, leadership ones. You know, obviously you got a history with Dan, how, you know, and it's a good marriage, but I'm just curious. And then how you, how you, you were able to sell Google that that would help sell in a sense, promote the mindfulness. Well, I mean, what what I did before we got Danny involved was to look at the basic mindfulness practices, including um, uh, we worked with mindfulness, um, uh, mindful walking, also uh, mindful listening, um, and uh, compassion and loving kindness practices. And um, we figured out how each of those would support a factor of, of emotional intelligence. It was easy to sell the need for emotional intelligence to, go, to Google okay. because Danny's done such a great job. He and many, many others done a great job and on what it means to uh, excel and how um, uh, emotional intelligence factors into that. Yeah. That was easy, and uh, we actually got him to come out and give a talk um, to the staff, and that's, um, you know, everybody was willing to try it. it. He makes it sound as if, you know, you will immediately go from good to great, you know. <laughs> so, right. um, uh, and we saw how the, um, he had never, um, before that, you know, worked with and promoted how mindfulness practices could cultivate the, um, the competencies. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I mean, he's always known, but he, um, yeah. because when he first brought out the book, it was too early. You know, people weren't interested in mindfulness yet, and it would have sounded too, too marginal. So, um, but we saw that, and so we put it together. We developed the course. We involved a, a great teacher, Norman Fisher, who used to be the abbot of the San Francisco Zen Center. And we offered it, and four hours, 140 people signed up for it. Mm. And now, um, you know, that was in 2007 or eight when we first offered it. And um, now uh, over a 1,000 engineers at Google have taken it. They've taught it all over the, in Google headquarters all over the world. So, Mirabai, let me ask you, Google has been such a great um, success story uh, in terms of their experience with the mindfulness practice, with this Inside Yourself curriculum. Has it spread as quickly outside of Google as you had anticipated? Well, I mean, in Silicon Valley, there's big interest in it now. And there's a conference going on annually called Wisdom 2.0 that brings together a lot of mindfulness teachers and tech leaders. Um, outside, in, in the rest of the corporate world, um, it's definitely slower. But as you probably know, there have been some, some successes going on. And there's so much interest. I mean, I went into New York um, two weeks ago where there was a 
American Express tech staff, they were tech, but it was a mix um, of 50 people, uh, they they were given a day in which they could do various uh, whatever, you know, to uh, increase their performance, you know, and they had a guy come and talk to them about financial investing, and then they asked for mindfulness, so I went there and um, taught it for an hour and a half, and uh, they loved it, and those kinds of things come up all the time, and they're, so, so what I see is this interest is like really bubbling up everywhere. There aren't too many companies that have a really um, deeply developed program yet, um, Google's is probably the oldest, but um, that's, that's beginning to happen because the results are pretty, <clears throat> excuse me, the results are pretty, um, they're good results pretty quickly. I mean, it's not that, you know, doing 20 minutes of mindfulness or even 20 minutes a day radically changes you from day one, but slowly, slowly, um, you begin to start making better decisions, creating better uh, relationships, making fewer mistakes, getting a bigger vision for what your work is, you know, line, looking at the ways in which your personal values line up or don't with corporate values. Um, it's pretty um, obvious once you start uh-huh. practicing. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, we were, yeah. Just to pause on that for one second, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're going to hear more of your secrets and success (laughs) stories on mindfulness and how it's changing the world. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. 
Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. practice of top performers. We're talking about a mindfulness skill that uh, can help you be a top performer. Um, and Mirabai, one of the things we wanted to kind of check with you is bringing this into the workplace. You know, I've, I've taught some people, uh, you know, throughout my career, but it's really been, you know, a small amount of folks. Um, but I think some of the work that you mentioned earlier with Richard Davidson and some of the uh, brain studies, and I've seen mm-hmm. your your interview with him. When, when you see that it's actually changing the brain, and you see, and then Dan said the, kind of the same thing, and we have conclusive evidence. I think all of a sudden, for some of the skeptics, that really makes a difference. But maybe talk a little bit about kind of you know people who are still suspect, and maybe some of the the anecdotes that you're about ready to share, you know, of mindfulness in the workplace. Yeah. In general, yeah, obstacles. Well, well, one thing that gets it going once people start practicing is that people do recognize the change in themselves, and people often recognize the change in their colleagues, you know. Um, so that then propels it forward. But um, I, w- I was just remembering that um, a couple of weeks ago, um, I was in New York with Meng, who's a partner at Google, and... Um, he wrote a book, Search Inside Yourself, based on the course, and it's been a real bestseller in a lot of places. So uh, CNBC asked him to come in um, and be interviewed, and it turns out that CNBC's desk is right on the floor of the stock exchange in New York, um, and uh, right in the middle of the floor. I had, And so we went there, and we, there we were, surrounded by, you know, 2,000 screens, all with different information, lights flashing, just real, I mean, I actually personally found it kind of horrifying that, you know, that the global economy, is, that the decisions about the global economy were being made in that environment. It was so frantic. But um, 
But anyhow, they were interviewing him, and they were—they didn't really know what questions to ask, so they were asking about search inside yourself. And then he said, well, why don't we just try it? And so he said, I'm going to lead you in a mindfulness practice for 10 seconds. So he said, now just close your eyes and um, just imagine that um, just bring your awareness to your breath as it comes in and leaves your body. He said, imagine that your breath is a flower. This is on the floor of the stock exchange. Imagine that your breath is a flower and imagine that your attention is a butterfly. And you're just resting your attention on your breath as it goes in and out of your body. And we're going to do this for 10 seconds. So the 10 seconds were like an eternity on the floor of the exchange. And then finally these two guys opened their eyes. And they were... It was amazing. <laughs> they were both, neither of them, and they'd been talking like mad before, neither of them could find their words again. They, were, they had just kind of softened, you know. But in the way of that kind of um, culture, each one said, instead of saying, oh, I would really love to do more of this, each one said, you should teach that guy. <laughs> he really needs it. Right. <laughs> it was Everybody great. always needs it, right? So, <laughs> exactly. So that was 10 seconds of mindfulness. So um, it happens pretty quickly that people recognize we're, we need it so much. Yeah. We do. You know? I want to ask you something, though. This is, this is an issue, I think, for many of us, Mirabai, uh, you know, you're a professional uh, coach and expert. Relly and I are professional coaches and experts. And so many people who um, who I'm training right now on the fearless leaders methodologies for mindfulness, you know, they want to be um, working and functioning as coaches. Mm-hmm. How how do you advise people who are looking for good coaches yeah. to be? To be, how are you? How are you coaching them to be mindful of who they need to yeah. help them? Because part of it's chemistry. Part of them knows that they need somebody that they can work with, who's who's got got capability and got experience. What what would you tell somebody who's looking for a good coach? And what would you tell them the coach should be helping them work on? That is a really great question. It is the central question right now in the community of people who um, have been doing mindfulness for a really long time and noticing, not noticing, but just it's so obvious that the demand has increased. And, and it's a big question. I mean, I think if I were choosing someone to work with me, I'd want to, first of all, that person should have a, a mindful presence. That person you should be able to feel is in the moment, you know, uh, without judgment um, and is really present for you. And, you know, for everybody it's different because, as you say, you know, it, it, it is chemistry. There are lots of different styles. And so, um, but, but the person should embody what you're looking for um, uh, for your group or for yourself. Um, And then, I mean, I think I'd ask that person of, you know, what their background is. An awful lot of people these days want want to start teaching, like, right after they learn it a little bit. And the, the, the 
mindfulness is a kind of, you know, open secret kind of practice in that um, it seems like, oh, I, I could teach that. All you're telling people is to sit down and, you know, bring their mind to their breath and breathe in and out, and anybody can teach that. But, and so mindfulness is not, and you can to some extent, you can learn the techniques from a book and do it and, and probably learn some some from it. But um, it takes somebody who has really done some preparation, who's done some significant practice, who's maybe been through the two good training. There, there are several good trainings now. There's the one that uh, comes out of John Kabat-Zinn Center and Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. Now Search Inside Yourself has a leadership institute, and they're doing a training. There's one at UCLA. Um, I think that before um, people set themselves up to teach mindfulness, they should do some significant practice, whatever that is different for different people. And also, um, teaching mindfulness is different from doing mindfulness. And um, so I really think that one of those trainings, and they're, you know, they're, they're very accessible, um, is really important before you... You know, before you, um, you're asking yourself or your employees or your group, whoever it is, to, um, you know, to look inside themselves and begin a, a, an inquiry into the parts of our minds and, and bodies and hearts that we most of the time are ignoring. And um, that's a profound thing. And mm-hmm. you really want to have someone you feel you can trust. To be leading that, so it's almost. And I think you're saying it's, it's kind of like you know, having someone who's who's got like a, a surgeon or something that you really can trust that they've they've had training, they've been through it. You know, because for some people, you're right. Because we haven't done it, it's scary. And you know, what if these thoughts come up, or you know, um, yeah. or or they? I think what happens for a lot of people because it's so simple, they think they're doing it wrong. And and the people that I've talked to about mindfulness. Oh, I can't do it because my mind's racing. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I fell asleep. And I'd often, you know, talk about brainwaves and said, you know, you may not have been asleep. You may have been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because or it was so peaceful. Or you might have been asleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but to kind yeah. of late, and then they label it that I, I can't do it. Therefore, yes. they yeah. go back to it. Yes. And, and a, good, a good leader knows. But I think I think just yeah. to make sure that our audience heard what Mirabai was saying, which I really resonate with, is it's it's not as complex as people necessarily make it out to be. But what you want from somebody who you're going to learn from is a mindful presence, without judgment, and enough experience and chemistry to fit with that person's needs. Yes, and enough experience to be able to answer questions mm-hmm. like, oh, I fell asleep, I'm no good. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, and to know that, yes, we, a lot of us fall asleep because um, we're also tired, which is part of the point. And, um, uh, and that all of our minds are racing all the time. It's interesting. I, our very first um, program in business was in 96, and... Um, uh, we did a pro- we did a, a retreat for the top 17 executives of Monsanto. Monsanto was a very different company then than it is now, and they were just starting out. And they thought that they were going to 
save the world by increasing yields because they, they'd studied population statistics. And they were really into, um, yeah, feeding the world. So they wanted to have a retreat so that they could increase their creativity because they were really shifting from it had been a chemical company. So um, and the, uh, so the CEO came to us and uh so we did a three-day retreat, a three-day retreat of all practice, most of it in silence, so it was an intensive. And, um, but I remember that in, in the middle of it somewhere, Bob Shapiro, he was the CEO, he, he said, Mirabai, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. He said, Bob, you have 30,000 employees. <laughs> you know? um, he said, no, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And what I, what, what I discovered is that with these top executives, it kind of, Teaching them the practice and then saying, yes, our minds are like this. And this is the hardest thing, um, quieting your mind, because, it, because they're so overstimulated. And, but what we found was with people who were like middle managers or, or, or employees, that um, they were inspired by hearing, mindfulness is easy. Anybody can do it. Right. So, and, and we know that that's not the case. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, Mirabai. So don't go away. We're going to be right back with Mirabai Bush talking more about mindfulness. You're listening to Leadership Development News. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace, Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. 
Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles of Practice of Top Performers. If you want some more information about uh, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and myself and some of our shared programs coming up, www.excelinstitute.com. And we highly encourage you to get Mirabai's Working with Mindfulness CD at morethansound.net. So, Mirabai, one of the things I was curious about, I mentioned that I've tried to introduce this to executives I've worked with, and I know at Google, how long are the mindfulness pieces? Because I know they're they're not that long, and I think when we try to let people know about this, it doesn't take a long time. So, what have, what have you found, you know, in in let's say the curriculum? What's been about a good time frame to to practice it? Well, yeah, we we do usually do like five minutes the first time it's taught, okay. and and we introduce it. Um, this is important. Every wherever it's introduced, I believe that it needs. Um, you need to create context. So at Google, they're so data-driven. They're so interested in the science that we have a whole big piece on the science of, of meditation. Um, and and then, of course, we talk to them about the work benefits because they're working. Um, and then we... Um, in the we maybe five minutes the first okay. time, but then we expand we extend that we do a full day uh, as part of it's one full day and uh, six two hour sessions a week apart, and in that full day we do we do pretty much practice we do um, the sitting practice and walking and mindful listening and uh, others so that they get um, an opportunity to see what happens when you mm. sit with it longer than just that really short time. Okay. So the other thing that you had on your CD, maybe you could just give us some of the, I thought it was just fascinating about being distracted, some of the listening facts uh, that you came up with. Yeah, listening like attention is one of those things that we all think, well, I I know how to listen, you know. (laughs) 
But, in fact, <laughs> I found these um, statistics from the International Listening Association, um, and um, they say we spend about 45% of our time listening, but we're distracted, preoccupied, or forgetful about 75% of that time. That mm. sounds right to me, too. Yeah. The average attention span for adults is about 22 seconds. Immediately after listening to someone talk, we usually recall only about half of what we've heard. Within Eleven few, seconds. <laughs> <laughs> within a few hours, only about 20% of what we've heard. So, since listening is so important, right. um, we teach a, a practice in mindful listening, which is really great. And I'll just say really quickly, it's done in pairs. You you use the same practice as mindfulness. Instead of resting your attention on your breath, you rest your attention on what the other person is saying. The listener is silent. The other person is speaking, and you are listening to exactly what they're saying. And when thoughts come into your mind, thoughts, memories, emotions, you just let them go, and you bring your attention back to what the person is saying. And uh, then, then after that, you say what I heard you saying was, and you talk back and forth until the person feels heard. And it's so simple, but it's been a breakthrough for so many people who realize first that they don't usually listen, and also that almost no one listens to them, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and how much more, how, how much they felt like they were connected with the person they were listening to um, than than they usually are. Absolutely. That was one of the exercises I used with my daughter when we were driving to the airport, and um, it was amazing. There's something I would love for you to to just give us some insight on. As as you know, I've been working in the military for the past few years, and um, they they use a lot of mindfulness techniques, especially in our special forces groups. Could you talk a little bit about this hostage uh, negotiator that you spoke with about mindfulness? Yeah. First, um, I love the work in the military. We've worked with the military, and they, because they're in the presence of, and so are hostages and hostage takers and, and negotiators, they're in the presence of life and death. So, you know, mindfulness isn't just, oh, I want to feel a little bit better. Oh, I want to feel a little less stressed. It's really important. And um, these Marines... Um, talk about, you know, one of them said that I really liked, he said, you know, some of the other guys think that um, it's soft and they'll lose their edge. And this is true. It's true for litigators and for all kinds of people in business as well. They feel that um, this might take their edge away. And um, But I like that this Marine said, you know, you don't lose your edge. You sharpen your edge, but you just know when to use it and when not to use it. So that was great. Um, the 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 hostage negotiator was so interesting in that what, and I think that's what fascinates us about those situations, is that what has to happen is, is the negotiator has to find a place of connection and overlap with the hostage taker. He has to find a place where they both want the same thing. And in order to do that, he has to open up to the hostage taker and encourage 
that guy to open to him. And so it's not like in that moment he's teaching the hostage taker how to do mindfulness. He talked about like how being just present and mindfully listening to what the guy is saying right. um, really helps him uh, know how he can find a place where, however small it might be, where they both want the same thing and then work outward from there. And, Mirabai, there's a YouTube video that people can go to. I want to make sure oh, okay. that yeah. we, um, we, we tell the audience. So there's a link that you can go to. Oh, good. And, um, Riley, I, I believe you have it here. Um, it's a lot of gibberish, but I think if we if we probably do something, um, a YouTube search uh, on Mirabai Bush and perhaps... George Kohlreiser, K-O-H-L-R-E-I-S-E-R. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Say that one more time. George Kohlreiser. Okay, good. And then if they use your name, they, that, that'll come up as one of the choices, yeah? Yes, yeah, it will. Yeah, and also those um, uh, webinars with Dan Goldman and with Richie Davidson and, and another uh, person who uh, teaches it um, in the Drucker School at Claremont, Jeremy Hunter. That's also he's really great on mindfulness. Let me tell you one thing: he sends his students home to um, um, to to go home and to walk into their house. Um, or greet their partner, imagining that this is the first time they have ever seen that room or that person. Mm. Isn't that wonderful? And, that and what is your, your book? Yeah. Working with mindfulness, right? Yeah. Working with mindfulness research and practice of mm-hmm. mindful. Technology. Oh, that's right. That's a yeah. new book. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Wait, listen. We're being mindful. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> It's and the other people who are featured in there, going on. <laughs> yes, with you, Mirabai, are, are Dan Goldman, obviously Jeremy Hunter, Richard Davidson, right. and, and and George Kohlreiser, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, Wonderful. yeah, and those are that's really a great thing. It's very easy to read, and uh, it's fun. So, Mirabai, we got just uh, under a minute. So, you know, any kind of parting words, um, you know, about uh, mindfulness or the practice, or you know, that people can be left with. I would say just practice and you'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I, I say because we started out with fearlessness, that was one of, the, one of the things that I've identified that happened to me when I started doing, after a while of doing the practice, is that I became much more fearless, much less fearful. Because oh. there's a kind of radical confidence that happens when you begin to know yourself from the inside out. I couldn't have said it any better, Mirabai. God bless. (laughs) (laughs) You have been so eloquent on such an esoteric subject, and I hope we have cleared up a lot of misconceptions about what mindfulness is and how to do it. I hope many people will do exactly as you said and leave this call today and this radio show today and walk into whatever experience they're going to and act as though it is the first time and see what the difference is in their life. That's so beautiful. This is fun. Well, thank you so much, Mirabai. And we'll hopefully maybe we'll have you back again for, for another uh, sequence. But thank you so much. And you've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices for Top Performers. And thanks so much for tuning in to tune up your leadership. And remember mm-hmm. to, to visit our website, excelinstitute.com. Wonderful. Bye. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. 
Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.